Welcome to another episode of Coffee and Conversations, where we look at the intersection of relationships, faith, and leadership. I am one of your co-hosts, Michael Clark. And I'm Christian Harden. We're so glad you joined us. Again, thank you, our listeners, for joining us for another episode of Coffee and Conversations. In case you missed it, Christian is still out. He has got a little one at home, his firstborn, um, little daughter, Penny Eloise. He's enjoying some time at home with wife and and baby. And so while we miss him, we are excited about having some guests here in the studio. And we're also excited to hear from you. All of our listeners, we we definitely want to hear from you. If you want to email us, coffeeconvospodcast at gmail.com. That's coffeeconvos podcast at gmail.com. We'd love to hear some of your feedback, what you would like uh, to hear in some upcoming episode episodes. And of course, we've got to have some great coffee for these conversations. And today we've got some Yergachev from Bryn. Um, I'll, I, Christian knows that I always think when I hear Yergachev, uh, Eli, that it's it's got to be from Russia. He's tired of hearing that joke. <laughs> and so he's not here. I could give it to you. There you go. But it's from Ethiopia. So glad to have Bryn's support and um, definitely want to Get you guys to go check them out. You'll see their link and schedule for if you're in Knoxville, uh, where you can go visit their coffee truck before they get a uh, brick and mortar. But also, if you're looking to order some great uh, fresh roasted beans, uh, it happens right here, and uh, they'll they'll deliver it to your doorstep. So definitely get on their on their website and order some great coffee. But today I'm excited to have Eli in the house. So glad that you are going to be uh, sharing a little bit of just what God's journey has been in your life. Um, I'm excited to hear probably some pieces that I don't even know. Yeah, sure, man. Some, some of the things you've been involved in um, and just kind of who helped you get there? Who who yeah. impacted Eli from halls? That's right. So That's right. way out in the halls, Tennessee. So tell a little bit about yourself. Yeah, man. Uh, thanks for having me. I really appreciate that. Um, I uh, I grew up right here, uh, halls. Uh, Adrian Burnett, uh, just off of Brown Gap Road. Um, we uh, have a... My parents still live there, um, you know, and uh, I went to Hall's uh, middle school and high school and then landed at MTSU for uh, undergrad, um, where I, people always go, when I tell them what I graduated with, they said, that, that's a real degree. Uh, so my undergrad was uh, recreation administration. So Is that um, PE? That No, it's not PE, actually, <laughs> so... But uh, I know I'm kind of skipping through, and we'll 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 run back. But um, I landed at MTSU and graduated with a, a recreation administration degree, which was Parks and Recreation. Okay. So I worked for uh, previous to uh, Yoke. I worked for the City of Pigeon Forge. Um, and uh, ran um, programs through their community center and sports programs, after-school programs, and I was sharing with you uh, just a few minutes ago um, some senior adult adult (laughs) programs as well. So, But, man, uh, I just did skip way ahead, um, and there's a lot there to to catch up on and— so do you watch yep. Parks Parks and Rec? No, you know that's that's so funny. I I, I never got into the TV show because um, when I was when I was doing programs, I'm I turn on the TV show and it's like that's nothing what I do. That's that's more <laughs> of kind of the the administration kind of working with city government and that kind of stuff. Gotcha. I just I just did the programs with the kids and and got okay. to have a lot of fun and and uh, sports programs and stuff like that. So. Um, no filling in holes for me or anything like that. Um, 
So was that something you always wanted to do? Was because you're saying working with kids, but you also worked with seniors. Yeah, because a yeah. lot of that just kind of serves those underserved populations. It is something that uh, when I got to college and, and found, I didn't really know what I wanted to do um, when I got to MTSU. Uh, I wanted to get um, kind of away for a little while, not too far, you know, three and a half hours down the road, but wanted to get away um, and just kind of spread my wings a little bit and just fell in love with that program at MTSU when I came across it and had actually um, thought about doing like park ranger stuff with like national park or state yeah. parks and that kind of stuff. But um, have a background and part of my story, and we can start filling in some of the gaps. I have a background in um, summer camping. Um, okay. So I grew up um, from about age 15 on working at Camp by Yoka yeah. in Wares Valley, um, which is um, my one of one of my mentors, one of the men that um, impacted my life for so long. Lloyd Powell uh, okay. was the longtime director there, and before um, Alan, before Alan Snyder, yeah. and um, and wow. and Alan and I are good friends. And Alan and I, Alan, it's so crazy, just all these connections. So uh, my dad and mom grew up at Inskip Baptist over off of Cedar Lane, and Alan and his family grew up at Inskip. Baptist. So it's just, it's crazy. All of these, these little connections and weaving in. So, um, I start working at Camp Bayoka at age 15 as just a summer camp counselor. And then, um, during that time they had, um, four weeks of boys summer camp, just boys up there for four weeks and then four weeks of girls summer camp. And, um, if you could prove yourself in some way, you would be asked to come on and and get the the pleasure of of working in the kitchen during the girls' weeks, um, <laughs> you know, washing um, all of the dishes and helping serve and everything like that. So I was actually invited to do that, and um, one of the the impactful stories um, of of my life um, happened during that first summer, and we um, so. Normally, dinner, we close everything out, we wash you know, wash all the dishes, get everything to go, prep food for the next morning, that kind of thing, and then we kind of just, we disappear into our bunks and, and that kind of thing, since it's a bunch of girls running around, they kind of yeah. hide the guys away and and everything, but um, we disappeared into our bunks for the evening, and we're, we're heading to bed, and and uh, we were actually, you know, it was middle of the night, one, two o'clock in the night, we somebody comes banging on our door and it's, it's Lloyd, uh, the camp director. Um, and he said, come on guys, get dressed. We got to go up to the dining hall. The, um, the septic tank has backed up. Oh, that's fun. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Lots of fun. So we, we step oh, in man. and the dining hall, it had backed up into the kitchen and we spent all night, uh, the rest of the night, we took everything out of the kitchen bleached everything, put oh everything goodness. back together, and we're washing dishes. We, I mean, we, we re-wash everything. Um, and I'm sitting there, um, if you're familiar with a, a commercial dishwasher, you know, you slide it in one side, it washes, and you pull it out yeah. the other side. So I'm, I'm pulling the stuff out on the other side, drying it and putting it up, and I'm, I'm leaned up against the countertop, and Lloyd walks over to me, and in all seriousness, he goes, Eli, you're one of the laziest people I've ever met. 
and it really takes me aback. Um, and I, I'm, I'm really confused by the statement because we've been busting it all night. And I'm like, what in the world? What's he seen? And um, the amazing thing about Lloyd and, and for those who knew him um, and the people that have been impacted by his life is he not only called that out in me, wow. but he spent the next several years helping me to develop into a hard worker. Wow. And Did he ever um, explain what he meant? Yeah. So he he um, he just had observed that um, kind of at any opportunity that that he that I could find, I would I would just stop working. And, you know, and he was a type and um, that he just didn't stop working until the job was done. Sure. And and that's what he meant. Mm. Um, and, you know, just, just his personality, the way he brings that out, you know, he, he just kind of tells you. Just direct. Direct, rough, you rough, know. Yeah. yeah. We're so, going to deal with it. Absolutely. And, um, but he spent the next several years wow. um, just pouring into me um, throughout the summers that I worked up there. Um, and and help me develop as a hard worker, and wow. um, I hope people look at me now and and would not say that about me that I'm I sure. would you know that I'm a hard worker and and that kind of thing. Um, yeah, that's every experience so. I've had with you. I would never would have <laughs> I would not have pegged that in your backstory. Well, I appreciate that, but um, you know that that relationship with Lloyd um, developed so much so that he let me marry his daughter. So wow. Um, so my wife Heather uh, Powell Cockrum uh, is his middle daughter, and um, she is very much Lloyd Powell. Um, she calls it out into in me as well, and 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 that's that's good for me. You as, married so. that? Yeah. I did. I did. Marry that. So we actually, That's incredible. Uh, we obviously met at camp, started dating at camp many years later. Um, our relationship didn't start until many years later, but we got married at camp. Um, at camp by at camp by Yoka, and both of our That's daughters, really cool. both of our daughters' names have ties to to camp. So it's, I did not know that. Yeah, yeah. So there's a there's a building at camp by Yoka called the Blair House, and okay. our, our nine year old's name is Blair. Yep. And then our six-year-old is Campbell, or if you break that apart, Camp Bell. So we just, um, camp is is a huge part of our life. That's really cool. Um, But uh, the other big piece, and I was actually writing on this just before I came over here, of kind of those impact moments of my life came through... Uh, the organization that I actually work for now when mm. I was a middle schooler. So Yoke Youth Ministries, um, I know you're familiar with this, but we we do mentoring with uh, middle school students in 31 middle schools across six counties wow. right now. Um, of course, that's been – it looks different right now in COVID, sure. and hopefully we'll – you know, coming fall, we'll, we'll be back to a little bit normal. But um, when I was in middle school, Halls Middle School in 1993 – um, I had a hard time finding a place to fit in. I wasn't a great athlete. I wasn't real smart, you know, kind of the smart kids or that kind of thing until I kind of found Yoke. And it was kind of the place that I could be my goofy, awkward middle school self. And they accepted me for who I was. Yeah. And I can still remember, I could take you to the spot in in Hall's Middle School cafeteria where I was sitting at lunch and my Yoke folk, a guy named Seth Owen, walked into the cafeteria and walked over and sat down and had lunch with me. Wow. And it was a moment like that that uh, had a huge impact on my life of showing me what giving somebody's time um, could be for somebody. And, um, you know, I grew up in a church family, and, um, you know, Yoke um, came wasn't where I heard about faith, like 
so many of the kids that we we interact with now, it's it's sometimes the first place they've heard about um, uh, faith or or sure. any of those kinds of things that go along with it. So I grew up in church, and Yoke was just a place that came along beside it and supported that yeah. and helped me grow in that. And Seth was was a big piece of that. Um, so much so that when the opportunity came to come on staff at Yoke, I, I, I took it, and uh, for the last seven and a half years, um, been been a part of that. But seven that, and a half years. Yeah, but that wow. moment, that moment that most people would probably just overlook in somebody's life of yep. him walking in and just sitting down at a cafeteria table and having lunch with me was huge, and and I and and um, it's very vivid. Like I said, I could take you to that spot. I have a feeling that the, because for me, it's the same. My significant moments, I, I would have to remind the other gentleman who yeah. was involved about it because he probably doesn't even remember. Absolutely. But it meant so much to me. And, and I have to wonder how many hundreds of those moments are we recreating yeah. through Yoke, through Kiko, Absolutely. through the, the different organizations in the city for young people that we don't realize how monumental those seeds and those moments are in their life and um, it could be life life changing. Absolutely, yeah, that's Absolutely. really neat. I was same age as you when when something like that happened for me. Very cool. Yeah, very cool. So well, yoke yeah. seven and a half years. Seven and a half years. Yeah. So um, I started um, as an area director um, for the Blunt County area and um, had an opportunity to really pour into the the volunteers out there and the kids out there and then. Was Blount County already developed when you came on? It was. Um, it was uh, 100%. Um, Blount County has actually been a part of Yoke since the early 90s. Okay. Um, now, um, Eli Smith, who's on staff with us and now runs Blount County, mm-hmm. has uh, kind of bridged the gap into Loudoun County at Greenback. Okay. So we actually have our Yoke program at Greenback and kind of expanding. In person, I hear that. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> at, a, at a community center. So yeah. uh, most of our schools still are being very cautious, and I completely understand that. Um, and, and we're not able to have our program at schools. But we've got... Um, We've got coffee shops, we've got churches, we've got community centers that have partnered with us to allow us still to have that are hosting, that are hosting to have That's that awesome. in-person opportunity. And, and we're following all the COVID protocols and everything, trying sure. to be safe about it um, and, and still trying to have that impact. So That's awesome. Yeah. So tell us a little bit now. You say seven and a half years, but I know there's some transition coming, and it's not um, it's not a secret any longer. You're right. Uh, there is. Um, we have my wife and I have uh, taken steps over the last couple years to open a uh, community coffee shop in South Knoxville. So at the end of uh, of March uh, 2021, I will be stepping away from Yoke and um, be. Uh, putting 100% of my effort towards getting that open. And our hope uh, and really where that uh, vision, that idea came from is to be um, a coffee shop a coffee shop in our community, which we, we live less than a mile from where the coffee shop will be, uh, but for the community. Um, we were talking again just a few minutes ago that um, – South Knoxville, the part of town that we live in, there's just not a lot going on. Yeah. Um, there's there's great movement and great development down along the waterfront, and with the Kearns Bakery coming on on board in the next year or so, there's going to be some great things there. But it's just not making its way down Chapman Highway, yep. like I think that that the city and and folks have hoped. 
And, and our hope is that um, by doing this, we can see some other new stuff come in and be a part of some new stuff come yeah. in. So, Yeah, and I know that's been your heart. You've lived over there for over a decade now, and um, you're, you, you live, you worship, your kids go to school. Yeah. And we were talking about that. Even some of the activities are available for them. You know, what is there? Because some of our uh, newest growth has been South Knoxville, mm-hmm. but you look at the statistics— the drug use is out of control mm-hmm. in South Knoxville. It's considered the forgotten community. You yeah. go across that river and all the great initiatives happening in Knoxville on this side of the river, but not as much yeah. once you get past that redevelopment f- stage of, of South well, Knoxville. I'm, I'm looking at the map on your wall, and it's one of the actual only maps of Knoxville that actually has a a really good map of South Knoxville in it. If you yeah. and I, I invite your listeners, look at any printed map of Knoxville and and look at where the boundary ends. It's usually the river. Yeah. And or just you know, just barely beyond the river going into South Knoxville. And you talk to our neighbors in South Knoxville and it really is that sense of um, they've been forgotten, hmm. or we're not really a part of of that Knoxville. You know, we're we're kind of over here in our own little area, and you know, the street that we live on um, has a lot of retired folks, and there is really that sense of hmm. of especially that age group um, that that they're just over there all by themselves. Yeah. Um, and we hope to to be a part of of changing that. Yeah. Um, you know, we've we're part of a, a church plant in South Knoxville, and it's it's so interesting when you when you talk to folks from across Knoxville when you say, "Oh, South Knoxville," the the kind of looks that they give <laughs> of really, you know, of, of that's that's where you want to do this, and and. Um, and we're we're excited about it yeah. um, because obviously we believe that God is is there doing a work already, and yeah. we get to come along beside Him and continue and just just be a part of that. So. That's so neat. That's so neat. And so opening up this coffee shop, yeah. you're going to have uh, quite a bit of legwork just to get it up and running. Yeah. Are you a barista? Did you so, did you learn any of that? So Michael, that's part life? of this uh, crazy story of of I love coffee. I love that we're uh, sitting here uh, drinking some of this uh, Russian, African, <laughs> um, Ethiopian um, coffee, but um, but. It's usually just over conversations like this. Yeah. Um, I actually don't have a background in in as a barista or anything like that. So that'd be a key person that we hire and everything sure. like that. But um, but my background is in really just that operations side of things. So I, I really feel like that will be okay in the operations. You know, if I can hire a good person to do my my coffee and that kind of stuff. Yeah. Um, I've been learning. I've been learning quite a bit. And uh, you did a great pour over here for us, and <laughs> and um, I've been practicing that. And and my my personal favorite is AeroPress, and mm. and um, but um, but yeah, that's um, the no real background. And when when God said, "This is what I want you to do," I'm like, "Oh my goodness, what in the world am I getting myself into?" You know, mm. so. But it's been a lot of fun, and the connections that I've made, the coffee community here in Knoxville, um, are are so helpful, and um, and really, you know, this really started ramping up as COVID hit, and I'm I'm like, what in the world am I doing, starting a business in the middle of COVID, in the middle of, of a pandemic? Yeah. Um, 
that was my the biggest question my dad asked as well. <laughs> what in the world are you doing? It's starting a business in in the middle of a pandemic. But um, the the connections and the time uh, that actually um, the fact that everything slowed down with this pandemic that it created. Uh, time for me to make these connections and make these relationships with people in the Knoxville community, coffee community to really mentor me. I mean, it's, it's really amazing that, you know, uh, here's a, a coffee shop owner who's got a great coffee shop going, but he's like, yeah, come on, I'll show you everything, That's you know, awesome. and, 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 you know, South Knoxville needs something like yeah. this. So let's, let's not competition. Yeah. Yeah. It's yeah. not a competition. Um, it was definitely a, a thing of, uh, there is a community in that Knoxville commu- uh, coffee group. So, that's really cool. uh, yeah, it was, it, it absolutely is. So. And, and it's more than just about the coffee, which that's giving, yeah. that's creating the opportunity, yeah. uh, but bringing people together from your neighborhood, creating a space that is theirs as you described it. Yeah. Um, so it's going to be, it's going to be multifaceted as far as what's happening there. Yeah, absolutely. And, and really the idea of a community gathering place, yeah. um, is, is really the, the image, the idea behind all of this. And, and you drive down Chapman highway and we mentioned the, the growth of right there along the riverfront, but once you kind of cross that hill at Fort Dickerson, South Knoxville changes, and, and it and it looks very different from right there along the riverfront. And um, there is not another place to gather other than around maybe a school um, function. Of course, not been able to do that yeah, in this past right year. Now. Yep. Um, or a church, which not been able to do that in the past year. Um, there's not another place to gather down Chapman Highway. Mm. And that is that is our hope is is to be a place that the community can gather um, around a cup of coffee or um, you know if, uh, we'll have some other items of course for those non coffee drinkers. Yeah, I, I don't understand those people, but I know they're <laughs> out there, and I can respect that. So, so um, how is there a way that people can help or get involved or obviously? You know, come and visit and yeah, absolutely. spend their dollars. Um, so we um, we're not open yet. Uh, we're we're in the process. And anybody who's ever done a um, uh, a new business w- within a city or that kind of thing know all the steps that you have to take to get your plans reviewed and yep. all that kind of stuff. Coding and it's, the, yeah. yeah, and it, it's not a uh, quick process. Um, so we're in we're in the final stages of that. We kind of okay. expect approval any kind of any day now with. Uh, you know, within reason, and and we're just been uh, waiting on that. So I don't have an open date just yet. A sure. uh, contractor that I'm working with tells me that about six weeks from when we get that approval. Boom. So boom, yeah, that's, that's awesome. Um, uh, now it's in the county, correct? Uh, well, is it, is it in the city limits? We are in city limits. Oh, just barely. Then. Yeah, yeah. Um, yes, we are. Well. Anyway, we we don't have to get into <laughs> to where the city limits are out there, but it okay. actually goes out a little bit further it? down. It follows okay. Chapman Highway a little bit, so, so it doesn't necessarily like branch out right. on the sides of it. Right. But it just yeah, of right. course, yeah. of course it does. Those businesses, um, it wants to get those tax dollars. Sure, yeah. sure. Um, but yeah, man, that's um, great, uh, Eli. This is I'm such all, a huge I, step I was going to I was going to finish. Yeah, absolutely. I was going to finish that thought of uh, we do have a website now. That website's just uh, kind of a landing page right okay. now. Uh, we are on social media. Uh, commonplace uh, coffee and community or okay. commonplace coffee or you can just search me and you can you can get there Eli Cockrum I'm on Facebook Instagram and Twitter yes I, I don't understand 
those other ones, the Snapchats and the TikToks. You're not but, TikTok um, and coffee shop. No, right. well, maybe one of my young hip baristas that I can uh, that I can hire will will understand that world. Me either, but, Eli. I don't do um, any of that. Yeah. Well, that's great. So they can look for you, Eli Cockrum, or of yeah. course, Commonplace. Commonplace Coffee, coffee sh- and Community. Coffee and Community. Yeah. That's great. Facebook as well as a website right yeah. now and. Yeah. Um, I definitely want to encourage folks to stay um, stay connected with this development. I think it's going to be so exciting, especially if you're in South Knoxville or you're doing business or you've got friends that live out there. Um, I'm excited about just the idea of serving the community in this way. Yeah. Yeah. Um, what if there was one of these in each neighborhood, yeah. in each community where there wasn't a gathering space? Yeah. Um, but I think South Knoxville has probably one of the greatest needs for that. Yeah, we're, we're really excited for... Um, for what's down the road through this, you know, yes, it it starts with coffee and it starts with a gathering place and bringing the community together. But our hope is that it can lead to some other things for our community as well. So we're really excited about it. That's so great. Well, before we uh, continue on with just kind of the podcast side, we like to do something called rapid fire. Okay. Sometimes these take minutes. Sometimes like people give questions and and, uh, we go (laughs) off trail and and that happens too uh, common for me. Um, Christian usually would take these, but I'll run through them. This first rapid fire question is about your favorite movie. And he likes to say it's on TV. It's in the middle of the movie. It's towards the end of the movie. It's just started and you can still jump in and enjoy this movie because it's your favorite. I got you. What is that? Um, it is, um, back to the future. Oh, the original, the, the, the first back to the future. I like all three of them, but, uh, and, and honestly, if any of the three are on, I will stop and watch it. That's Um, incredible. But back to the future, that, that was it for me. And that's right. And and I don't know, uh, you know, that, that character of Marty McFly, um, yeah. you know, just just was was kind of it. It kind of resonated with me. I, I don't really know why. Um, I was when that movie came out. I would have been younger than Marty McFly, but um, but Did you have a biff in your life. Um, you, like- <laughs> you know, there there were a couple of biffs in my life. So um, there were, but um, no that that character of Marty McFly, just the the idea of time travel, just that, yeah. it's just a fun movie. Which and now we've passed that day. I know, I know. <laughs> that's, that's so true. So, oh, so that's, yeah. that's good. Yeah, that's a great one. Uh, Back to the Future, I yeah. love it. What about um, most influential book, mm-hmm. or it could be a person that you listen to or yeah. um, that has just influenced you here lately? Um, I would say most recently, um, the book that, that's kind of hit me between the eyes and, and I, um, was, uh, Abba's Child by Brennan Manning and, um, uh, our executive director, Jonathan Haskell over at Yoke, uh, brought this to, uh, the Yoke team. It's a book that he's read. It's one of those that he will read like once a year, just, mm-hmm. um, kind of one of those formational books. And, um, when he brought it to the Yoke team, we read it together and, um, Man, it just really hit me between the eyes of of where where do I find my purpose, you know, um, and, and everything like that. So, yeah, so Abba's Abba's Child by by Brendan Manning um, is probably one of the most recent ones. Um, also, big fans, and, and it's probably just kind of where we're at in life and and the church plant that we're a part of, um, commonplaces, um, kind of mission and goal. Big fans of people like Hugh Halter or Mike Frost yeah. and, and that kind of thing as well. So good stuff. Yeah, that's great. All right, so you're from Halls, mm-hmm. so I'm curious, what would be your go-to comfort food? 
Well, uh, growing up in Halls, there was a Hunter's <laughs> Hunter Brothers Deli. It's not there anymore, but that was that was a favorite. I actually worked there in high school for a little while, but um, it was a really good good sandwich. But just like comfort food, I'm gonna have to go. I'm a I'm a pizza and ice cream. Uh-huh. Um, uh, and my wife tells a great story about when we first started dating. We were uh, we were hanging out at my house watching a movie with some friends, and I went to get a bowl of ice cream, and and she she tells this story as, oh, I thought he was bringing us a bowl of ice cream to share because it was it was a big <laughs> like cereal bowl piled high of ice cream and then I sat down with one spoon and it was it was just mine so um (laughs) she thought I was sharing with her and and she learned real quick how I how much I enjoy ice cream do your kids enjoy it today (laughs) as much as you do you know what's so funny is um my my girls aren't big sweets eaters and and, um (laughs) I don't know where it came from but um (laughs) But they really, they will have a, a small bowl of ice cream. But no, um, I, I, I can, I can put down some ice cream. So. That's awesome, pizza and ice cream. <laughs> pizza and ice cream. Yeah, I, I think my son might be one of yours. He definitely <laughs> could eat the same things every day. All right, so it's warming up a little bit, and yeah, man. particularly South Knoxville. I dropped off some kayaks a couple uh, weeks ago in yeah, South Knoxville. Um, it is almost that weather, but what would be your favorite outdoor activity, whether it's by yourself, with yeah. the family? Uh, what do you just enjoy this area to do? My goodness, um, I have always been um, someone who, who enjoys the outdoors, and uh, like, I, you know, like I said in the beginning, I at one point, park ranger or, or state park ranger or something like that. I mean, I thought maybe that's where I was heading, but um, I absolutely I love to hike. I love to backpack. Um, I, one of my, you know, one of my favorite things to do is just um, jump in the car, head up to the Smokies, and and do do a trail um, with friends by myself. Whatever, whatever, whatever it may all be. Of the above. Um, yeah, all of the above. And I'm I'm very thankful that um, my family and and our girls love that as well. So we we spent a lot of our early pandemic times over at Imes uh, exploring yes. trails and and probably getting off some trails and seeing yeah. parts of the quarry that we're not supposed to go see and that kind of thing. That's and great. Um, so we we spent a lot of our our time um, there. Um, uh, in in kind of early times of of the pandemic, so do you have a favorite hike or trail in uh, in the Smoky Mountains? Oh man, um, probably my favorite um, is Mount Camerer. Okay, um, head out of out of the Newport area and go up to the old fi- fire tower that's yeah. up there. Um, beautiful hike, one of my favorites. Um, it's usually not too busy. Yeah, so. I bet a lot of people listening probably yeah. have not done that. Yeah, yet. so Mount Camerer, it's a long hike. Uh, you can do it in a day, but you're going to put some miles mm-hmm. in, um, probably between 12 and 15 miles, depending on what route you take. Um, and you're climbing the whole time going and, yeah. and coming back down. You know, you're dropping, coming back down. So that's but awesome. Yeah, Mount Camerer. That's a good um, one. You know, and, and then... Family hike, we we love um, we loved going up to Andrews Bald or or somewhere like that. Somewhere, um, I've got a great picture from a couple years ago. Um, my daughter, my oldest daughter, and I uh, took an afternoon and went up to Andrews Bald, and uh, she packed herself a backpack. You know, I carried a backpack with some snacks and some, you know, just just some in case stuff and and that kind of thing. But she wanted to pack herself a backpack sure. too. And um, it's kind of drizzling a little bit that day, and we're we're walking up the trail, and I see her put her backpack down, 
and pull something out, and I turn around, and, and she's gotten an umbrella. You know, she, she so <laughs> yeah. I've got a picture of us walking oh, up the great. trail at um, that's great at Andrews Bald with her carrying her umbrella up the trail. You know, and it's just this beautiful, <laughs> you know, picture of the trees and the trail and this little kid with an umbrella just walking up the trail. So that's awesome. Yeah, it was. It, it was fun. So those are great memories. I love doing the same things. So tell me, you've uh, been in ministry a little yeah. bit, and middle school in and of itself <laughs> is bizarre and can be funny. Yeah. Uh, yeah. You laugh unless you'll cry type yeah. of deal, but yeah. give us one of those funniest, most bizarre ministry experiences. Oh my goodness. This might be camp. I'm not sure. The septic <laughs> one was pretty good. That, you know, um, that was probably one of the like eye-opening, like, when you think of doing camp ministry or ministry at all, you don't think of those things of, oh, the septic tank could back up or, oh, it's it's not time. Let's go clean the bathhouse, yeah. you know, and, and, the and details, that kind of thing. The, the de- whatever the, it takes yeah, yeah, to make this run. It's not the uh, the hiking class or the canoeing class or the craft class, you know. It's like, <laughs> oh, I got that. Oh, I get to go clean the toilets? Fun, yeah. you know, so. A boy threw up where? Yeah, yeah. <laughs> for sure, no for sure. Um, so when you when you you sent me these questions and I was looking over this and it's like oh my goodness which one which one do I share um, uh, and probably you know the the one with the septic tank that backed up uh, into the dining hall but um, there's lots of them up there at camp uh, camp by Yoka and because I just feel like there's so many things that that happened um, but. Um, we had another instance with um, the sewer line at camp where uh, camp was built in um, the early mid-50s. And all of the sewer lines up there are the old clay sewer lines. So, um, you know, we're in the mountains, in the woods, and, and if you're familiar with those clay sewer lines, is roots can grow right through them. Mm. And so we had this section um, of sewer line, uh, and I'm sure you're – your listeners are enjoying their coffee and listening to sewer <laughs> conversations. But um, we had this sewer line that backed up, and we found out that the roots had completely clogged it. And um, the group, the, we were digging out around it, and we were getting ready to take this section out that was clogged. And we had this whole debate about, well, how do we remove this section that's clogged and put in a new section? And they're like, well, we just need to break it out. It's It's clay. You know, we just hammer on it. So uh, one of the guys gets down in there, a guy named Isaiah Schaefnocker, um gets down in there. Uh, Isaiah's a good friend and won't tell, care for me to tell his story. He gets down in there, <laughs> and he takes a chisel, and he takes a small sledgehammer, and he hits that thing, and it busts through. And there was oh, so man. much pressure oh, that, man. Michael, it was, I mean, it was a geyser. Uh, there was so much pressure behind that buildup. As soon as he broke through that thing, this sewer came right up, and he's standing right over it. And you can only oh. imagine. I mean, America's Funniest Videos, oh we could have won $10,000 type of moment. Um, so, um, Michael's listeners, I'm sorry you've heard two stories about <laughs> sewer today, but um, my good friend Isaiah was uh, took a – took a long, hot, sterilizing shower after that. Once so, we got the septic fixed. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Oh, so, my goodness. So That is funny. But there's lots of good ones. You know, um, a couple years ago at, at camp, um, we've we've got a skit called No Touchy Kung Fui. 
and it is a skit. Uh, it's a karate skit, but you're not doing moves to each other. You actually do things to yourself that hurts the other person. So, um, so gotcha. you'll punch yourself in the shoulder, and the other person will grab their shoulder. And okay. uh, it's hard to explain unless you've really seen it. So. Uh, me and one of our volunteers, Cody Cheatwood, um, uh, he, he serves with us out at, in the Norris community and everything. We decide just to go all out in this and kind of go WWE. Um, <laughs> uh, and I end up coming off of a ladder going through a table at one point no. in this skit. So uh, awesome. it's the last, it's the last time I performed the skit. Um, I would imagine I'm, so. I'm getting a little old to go through tables, uh, anymore. So <laughs> that's incredible. So there's Is this videoed. Uh, there are videos of this out there. Oh, um, man. YouTube searches. Yeah. Right yeah. Crazy. It's, um, there are videos of this somewhere That's out awesome. there. But, That's um, awesome. So there's all kinds of... The uh, things you do for ministry. Uh, yeah. I've had peanut butter in the armpits. Oh, I've had yeah. shaving cream in the nostrils, every, everything. So, yep. Yeah. Middle school ministry at its finest. Oh, that's great. Absolutely. Eli, thank you for sharing those. Those are fun. Our fun rapid fire getting to know you better questions. And um, as we just kind of continue and talking about some of these things, mm-hmm. you know, our, our nation has gone through quite a lot as mm-hmm. well as obviously globally we've uh, in case people are just listening and it's like five years from now this this is 2021 we're coming hopefully we're coming out of a pandemic yeah um but there's it's crystal uh as crystal armstrong brown mm. said it at, at emerald she said you know we've our nation is experiencing such a pain of polarity right mm. now there's been such a pain um it's been around race politics yeah. faith mask wearing, vaccine getting, yeah. whatever. Yeah. It just seems like we're so polarized. And I'm just curious, in in all the leadership, there's been no easy decisions to make. Oh. And you've probably learned a ton this last year, like yeah. a lot of people have. What would you go back, though, out of all the lessons mm. you've learned? Maybe it's related to this last year. Maybe it's something you learned five years ago. Maybe it's something you're still learning. Yeah. What would you go back and tell your 22-year-old self? Man, that's a good question. And you bring up <clears throat> Crystal. Uh, my my goodness, what a gift to the city. Um, uh, she's a fantastic yes. leader in this community, and um, she's gonna she's gonna lead in in ways that we we probably uh, don't even see yet. Yeah. But, um, I think um, if I go back to my twenty two year old self, um, and and just said, hey, be aware. Be aware um, and, and um, of the things that are going on around you. Um, I had a good friend ask here recently how he could pray for me. Um, and my initial reaction with everything that we've got going on with starting the coffee shop and, and everything was just, you know, just the, the typical, oh, patience, you know, yeah. I want to be patient. Yeah. But um, but I, I sat on that and I thought about about it and what I told him was um, pray for awareness um, awareness of what God is doing through this moment of of waiting on the city to approve or for funding to be finalized or or those kind of things and it really goes back to what a what a gentleman at Fellowship told me. Um, a guy named Mark Johnston um, 
I approached him about what kind of God had laid on my heart a couple years ago about the coffee shop. Because I sat on the coffee shop for a long time. We were talking about this earlier, um, probably about a year and a half before I told anybody this idea that kind of God laid on my heart, even my wife. And uh, I sat down with Mark and kind of shared this with him. And he said, you're being disobedient in this. God has given you something to do and you're you're not listening to him. So he told me that and he told me another thing. He's he said regardless if you open a coffee shop and can impact the the community or not throughout this whole thing, you just need to pray to see what God is trying to teach you. Mm-hmm. And that goes back to that piece of being aware as well. Yeah. And uh, if I could go back to my 22-year-old self, it would be to tell me just to be aware of what God is teaching me. That's so good. Because I think I can look back now and I can go, oh, that's what he was doing yeah. there. Oh, man, what a great lesson. But I'm 40. Yeah. You know, that's 18 years ago. And and if I could have been aware of what God was teaching me at that time, I could have probably helped myself and, and yeah. you know, navigated some things a little bit better and and that kind of thing. So that's I think so that's good. what I would tell myself um, is just just be aware of what God is doing uh, around you and what you're a part of. In so. this moment, in this process. Yep. That's so yep. good, Eli. You know, I'm reading a book right now, and it goes along with that. It's called Win the Day. Mm. It's by Mark Batterson, a pastor outside of D.C. Um, he's got plenty of books out there, but this new one, it just came out, is about living in day-tight compartments, mm. um, just living for today. Mm. Um, not always living for tomorrow or even living on the regrets of the past. But, and that's, that's kind of hard for me. That's why I'm reading it. Um, because I like to, I like to plan. I like to, you know, put things in mo. you know, it's, it's the five years, the 10 year mm-hmm. it's, um, but in this, this is where it, it falls short in my relationships, um, is just being present, mm-hmm. being in that moment. And so a lot of what I gravitate towards calls me back to that. But what you're talking about is adding more than just sitting down my cell phone and being uh, intentional with my kids, right. but also discerning what God's doing in my heart mm-hmm. right now, right. which is so good. Yeah, We need both of those right yeah, now. Yeah, absolutely. And I think, the, I, think, I think 2020 is bringing us back to, uh, to a lot of that. I hope so. I, I I hope when you know, we sat down with our girls. Um, I guess it's been a couple months ago, and really just talked about. You know, my wife is is fantastic. She's a teacher by training, and it works in administration at the University of Tennessee now, and gets to do lots of fun events and everything. But she's she's tremendous and and really good at at coming up with with great things to engage our daughters. And she asked the question a couple months ago of um, of our girls, six and nine-year-old, you know, what's something that we have experienced during COVID that you want to hang on to? And I know I know that question's been asked um, across the board, but, like, to think to ask our six and nine-year-old that um, was, was really awesome. Mm-hmm. And, and um, I'm pretty sure it was Blair, our nine-year-old. She, she, was, she was talking about... You know, just the time that we had had during that, yeah. during the especially the first part of, of the the pandemic, uh, we had some very sweet, very good family time, and I could tell that that meant a lot to her. Um, and I, I think that comes back to what you were just talking of being in the moment, slowing down, and and not just being so, bam, 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 um, with our days. So yeah, um, that's so, yeah. so good. That's so good. 
Um, I, I said it last uh, last podcast um, was a, a Bill Wilson quote, kind of a founder for what we do. Mm. Um, he said, it's not so much about what you accomplish, but what you put into motion. And I think sometimes I get so distracted by what I need to do and, and how I get it done that I forget about what he's doing inside me, mm. that my accomplishments can quickly outpace my discernment of what he's doing in my heart, and then it won't stay on par with the transformation that's happening mm. internally. Um, and that's so, so crucial. And, and man, what a great reminder you yeah. just brought to us about that. Well, thank you. Well, Eli, it's been great having you on here. And I hope you've got some. I hope you got some stuff that you can use, and you don't just hit the delete button. So. <laughs> it's been great. Yeah. I think it'll all share. And uh, again, just are so glad you've been able to share your story with our listeners, and um, hope people will stay in contact with yeah. what you're doing there in South Knoxville. Please do, uh, please do. And Michael, thanks for having me. Um, uh, I really appreciate it, and I've I've really enjoyed. Uh, I know our paths have kind of inter intertwined over the years, and but but the last probably year and a half or so, we've really kind of gotten to know each other, and I've enjoyed getting to know you and and becoming friends with you. So thank you, Michael. That's been mutual. Yeah. Well, again, thanks for joining us, and to our listeners, until next time, enjoy more great coffee and wonderful conversations. Yeah.